Fran had jumped up about two minutes early on the prelude. <laughs> the, the choir thought it was funny. So, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, church. It's so good to be together today, isn't it? Yes. Yes. I love it. You want to try it again? It's so good to be together today, isn't it? Yes. Yes. I love it. I said, <clears throat> boy, choir, thanks for uh, being here all day. I know you're going to come sing this morning, then come back and sing tonight. And you know what they said? They said, well, this is our family. This is where we want to be. I said, well, praise God. Isn't it good to be together as a church family? I know uh, tonight we're celebrating the biggest homecoming ever, which is such a cool experience to get to be a part of coming home, whether it's coming home to Grace, whether it's going home to your childhood home, whether it's having your children come into your home, or whether it's reflecting on uh, what that homecoming of Joseph and Mary looked like. We are so excited, not just to gather this morning on our fourth Sunday of Advent, but to enter into worship tonight at our candlelight Christmas Eve service. Anyone coming tonight? Awesome. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Make sure to come out tonight. Invite a neighbor. Invite a friend. Invite your family who's all over for dinner. I mean, how good would it be just to leave the dinner table dirty and to head over to church at 7 p.m. or at 6.40, actually? 640. Yeah, come at 6.40. We have special music for you, 20 minutes of special music before the service starts, so you would never want to miss that 20-minute uh, musical concert. There we go. I love it. Musical offering, concert. Uh, we're going with concert. I like it. I'm a big uh, Taylor Swift fan. I missed the Eras tour, though. Huh, Sailor, that was a bummer. Big <laughs> concert guy, though. Well, it's, uh, I know that's not the announcement, though. That's not in my announcements. No Taylor <laughs> Swift announcement, by the way. Well, that was just me uh, just flying loose up here on a Sunday morning. I already, I invited you all to Christmas Eve service. Yes. Awesome. Okay. So we're on, we're going onward then. Uh, all of our Bible studies, I believe, um, are on pause right now. Um, we have a few, we have uh, Pastor Phil, who's uh, in the hospital, praying for Pastor Phil. Um, we have our Bible project series, which is looking to ramp back up in February. So that will be Sunday morning, our Sunday school class. It's at 9 a.m. That's a great class with Ron. Good morning, Ron. Um, everyone's loved that Bible project class so far. Um, we have our home group that just wrapped up, our Advent study that just wrapped up. Who thought the Advent study was awesome? Yeah, coming out for a meal together, just being together in the fellowship hall felt so good. That was a great time to be together each Wednesday night at 5 p.m. I'm going to miss those dinners. I mean, that was like one of the best meals I had all week. I, I have some good meals, but that... It, it was a good meal. It was a good meal. So our, our meals at home are beautiful, but that was a good... That was a good... That was a good meal. I, I, I feel like I'm... There's a lot of choir interaction today. I like it. I like it. Uh, that's always good. Uh, our end of the year giving. Here at Grace, we really ask you to consider the church as you look at making those special end of the year gifts, whether it's uh, retirement fund disbursement or some kind of other account disbursement, whether it is just making a gift to make sure your taxes are right at the end of the year, whether you're looking at maybe making a few gifts or looking at the zoo. I, you know, everyone loves giving to the zoo. We love those animals. The giraffes are beautiful. We look at all the different places we give, the Red Cross, all those different things. We just ask you to look at the church also as you make those end-of-the-year gifts. We've already got quite a few end-of-the-year gifts, and we are so thankful for those. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, we also, 
I mean, man, should we celebrate preschool? Did anyone see that thermometer? Yeah. The, the thermometer is way up there on the preschool capital campaign. It looks like we're going to close it out either today, tonight, or for sure by the end of January 1st. So if you've been holding on to that last second preschool gift, uh, put it in the offering today and let's, let's wrap it up. It looks like we're well over, I think, 145000 So it's, it's right there, which praise God. Uh, for this generous congregation. Yeah, you can, that's so cool. Um, such a wonderful, a wonderful thing to be able to welcome children on campus at our church every day of the week. And then to make that preschool ministry a part of who we are, whether it's having Christmas pageants, chapel here every day in the sanctuary, inviting the families into worship each Sunday. Uh, that preschool ministry is just going to be a wonderful part of our church life. And I am so excited and so thankful for the generous people um, here at Grace, just seeing that vision and making it happen. Uh, praise God for that. We're, I mean, so looking forward to celebrating it. We're going to have a big meal in the fellowship hall and get together and just praise God for all that he's doing with that capital campaign and uh, celebrate all the generosity of the church as well. So that's going to be just an amazing time together coming up here. Uh, we have in the back, we do have our offering envelopes for those of you who like your offering envelope. They have your number on them. There's a sheet back there. You can check it and grab your offering envelopes today. Uh, they're at a back table there. If you need help with it, uh, feel free to grab someone who I think, oh, Sue, there we go, Sue Bouchard. Thank you, Sue. Sue, uh, put those together. We appreciate all of your volunteering in the office. Thank you, thank you. Uh, but it's just good to be together. I'm looking forward to tonight, and I'm looking forward to, I think, first and foremost, worshiping the Lord this morning. Yeah, morning praise, band. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good morning. Yeah, so good. So let us continue to worship the Lord. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, we'll continue this way. Okay. Anyway, it's nice to see you all here. You all look festive and Christmassy and ready to rejoice in birth of our Christ birth. Great. Thank you. Um, as Christians, you know, we all know uh, that Mary, the mother of Jesus, I'm getting all these different things here. Can you hear me? Okay, I think that's now. Anyways, the Mary with the mother of Jesus found favor in God's eyes. <clears throat> um, and she was filled with God's spirit. And she would conceive and bear 
uh, a son. The son would be called holy, and his reign would be everlasting. Now, we will call people to, he will call people to obedience to a life of witness on behalf of God's will. In him, the fullness of God's revelation will reach culmination as he teaches his followers to the extent of God's love. Mary carries within her the embodiment of God's promise and is blessed with the living presence of God's grace. Worship the Lord in everything we do. So if you're able, please stand and join me now in the responsive call to worship. I will sing, I will sing of your steadfast love, O Lord, forever I will pre, uh, proclaim your faithfulness to all generations. And you said, I will establish your descendants forever and build your throne for all generations. Let the heavens praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness in the assembly of the holy ones. Let us worship God. Pray with me now. Heavenly Father, your steadfast love endures forever, and your name is heralded throughout the land. We sing by... Um, by him, we sing, we sing hymns uh, in the sanctuary uh, as we rejoice in the wonder of you, O Lord. And you fill, up, fill your people with the gift of your Holy Spirit, and you send forth the Savior with the promise of new life. You are God, you are our God, and great you are for your wonderful deeds. We worship you in great adoration. Amen. Thank you, Ron. The Lord is faithful yesterday, now, and always, right? He came yesterday to be with us. Uh, today, he still comes into our hearts to those who believe, and we look for him to come in the clouds one day and live with us forever. Faithful yesterday, now, and always.
God is good, amen. amen. Let us turn, let us turn to someone we haven't turned to before. Let us turn to a stranger, someone we may not know, and greet them with the love and peace of Christ. By saying, may the peace of Christ be with you, and replying, and also with you. I love when the passing of the peace just keeps on going. You know, if it was up to me, we'd just pass the peace of Christ for an hour and then go home, but it's not, I know. Well, okay, yeah. All right, we won't get into all that polity right now, huh? We don't want to talk about Book of Order. All right. It is, I've loved having 
different families come up every Sunday to light the Advent candle. And this Sunday, we have the Beeman family up here. It is wonderful to see you all. Watch and wait for Christ's coming. Well, light candles of hope, peace, and joy, and love. Remembering the promises of God, of God with prayer. We light this candle in hope. We light this candle for peace. We light this candle in joy. We light this candle with love. Here again the word of the Lord drawn from Zephaniah 3, 171. The Lord, your God, will rejoice over you with gladness. God will quiet you with divine love like a child upon the breast. The Lord will exult over you with loud singing. Let us pray. God of hope, God of peace, God of joy, and God of love. Teach us how to love one another as reflections of your light in the world. God of promise, God of love, into our darkness come. Amen.
love to invite the kids up. Looks like we have a, a mini children's pageant, all of us here today. Oh, that's a surprise. Sorry. Oh, hey guys. Hi, Zoe. Jameson. Good to see you. Sunny, come on, girl. You want here? Hey, Stephanie. So just to let you guys know, I am a great cook. Okay? <laughs> what, what John meant to say was it was nice not having to cook on Wednesdays. Anyways, good morning, everybody. Good morning, guys. Okay, so who likes to hear good news? Yeah, who likes to hear good news, you guys? Well, <clears throat> who likes to give good news? Yes, yes? We like to hear, hey, you guys, you can sleep in. You don't have school today, right? Woo! Or we like to go and tell somebody, Hey, guess what? I get to come to your birthday party. Those are all good news, right? Does anybody know what this is? Egg. Zoe, can you tell me? Angel. Yeah! It's an angel. And um, this angel's name is Gabriel. Angel Gabriel got to give some seriously awesome news. Does anybody know what awesome news Gabriel got to give? Do you know what he got to tell Mary? What did he tell Mary? That she was going to have um, the son of Jesus, son of God. Good job, Skipper. Yep. So Angel Gabriel got to go to Mary and say, Mary, awesome news. You get to have the son of God. Are you so excited? And she was like, maybe? <laughs> yes? I'll get there? So... Not only did Angel Gabriel get to tell Mary that she's going to have the Son of God, but Angel Gabriel, after Mary had baby Jesus, went to, what are these? Can you tell me what these are, Jameson? What are these? The shepherds. The shepherds. So after that, the Angel Gabriel went to the shepherds and he said, hey shepherds, this really awesome baby who is going to be our savior has been born, and he's going to be in a manger, and you've got to go see him. So the shepherds went. They met baby Jesus. They're like, oh, my gosh, this is really fantastic. This is the best news I've ever heard. And did they stay there? No. They did what we're all told to do. They went out into the world and shared the great news about the savior that was just born. All right, guys, so I'm going to give each one of you a little angel so that we can remember. So pick an angel, and you guys can keep it and put it on your tree. That way we can remember how important the angel Gabriel was, right? <coughs> Giving us good news. All right, so pick an angel, and then you guys are going to bow your heads and pray with me, okay? Can you hold the basket? All right, guys, let's bow our heads. Dear Lord, Thank you for giving us Jesus. You entrusted us with the greatest news. You love us so much that you sent your son to be with us. This, 
This Christmas, help us to remember it's not about the gifts and the lights. It's about receiving the greatest gift of all, receiving the best news ever and not keeping it for ourselves, but spreading it all around. In your name we pray, amen. Have a great time, kids. See you later. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you to our wonderful Sunday school teachers as well. You know, it's funny. I, I, I thought I didn't need these, but boy, was I sadly mistaken. <coughs> Put my glasses on this time. <laughs> So this is our first uh, scripture lesson for today, and it's from 2 Samuel 7, 1 through 11. Hear now the word of the Lord. Now when the king was settled in his house, and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies around him, the king said to the prophet Nathan, he said, see, see now, I am living in a house of cedar, but the ark of God stays in a tent. Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that you have in your mind, he says, for the Lord is with you. But that same night, the word of the Lord came to Nathan. Go and tell my servant David, thus says the Lord, are you the one to build me a house to live in? I have not lived in a house since the day I brought the people from Egypt to this day. But I have been moving around, uh, in a, living in a tent and a tabernacle. And wherever I have moved among, about among all the people of Israel, did I ever speak a word of any of, uh, of, with any of the tribal leaders of Israel whom I commanded to shepherd my people, Israel, saying, why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now therefore, thus you shall say to my servant David, thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep to be prince over my people, Israel. And I have been with you for wherever you went and have cut off all your enemies from before you and I will make you a great name like the great ones of the earth. And I will appoint a palace for my people, Israel, and will plant them so that they may live in their own place and will no longer be disturbed and evildoers shall afflict them no more. From the time that I appointed judges over my people Israel, I will give you rest from all your enemies. Moreover, the Lord declares that the Lord will make you a house. So if you're able, please stand and uh, sing together the advent of our God.
You may be seated. If you would, uh, pull out the Bible you brought with you, the Pew Bible, fire up that mobile phone app, and turn to the Gospel of Luke, 1, 26 through 38. Hear now the word of the Lord. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age will also conceive a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The word of the Lord. Bow your heads and pray with me now, if you would. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. A day with much anticipation. A day with much buildup. A day where some of us might be saying, how, how could this be? And a day where others have been looking forward to it for months. We thank you for coming into this world in the form of a baby. We thank you for this grand announcement to Mary. We thank you for the question of how, how could this be, Lord? We ask you in this time to prepare our minds, to prepare our hearts, to receive your word today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So once you find out that you're expecting a child, uh, there's a lot that you need to do. I think normally the first thing you do is tell everyone, right? It's popular now preparing for the coming birth by making these grand birth announcements. Anyone seen them on YouTube? Yeah, they like kick a soccer ball and then it blows up and it's blue or they shoot off a bottle rocket and it's pink. Uh, there's all these, or there's even a cake one, right? Like you cut the cake and inside it's a whatever, blue, pink, and everyone, everyone gets excited. These big reveal parties, as they call them. But we buy, we buy everything we need, kind of as we talked about a few weeks back. There's a lot of stuff to buy, right? You have to have the right car seat. You have to have the right crib. And the standards change every couple years, so every kid you have, it's a little different. But today's scripture reading, today's scripture lesson, starts with the ultimate birth announcement. 
It's better than any soccer ball kicked or rocket launched. God sends an angel to Mary to let her know that she is expecting a child. Gabriel announces Jesus' coming birth. He tells Mary that she will have a son and he will be named Jesus. Now, I think for most of us, this would be enough for one day, right? Mary would not just conceive a child as a virgin, though. There was more. Gabriel says he will be great, and he will be called Son of the Most High. He will be called Son of God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and be called Son of God Most High. God was coming into this world. God was entering into this world in human form. The unexpected baby will be God's son. I think this birth announcement catches our attention, doesn't it? We hear it, we're listening now, okay. But he goes on to say, the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. He will fulfill God's promises. The Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor, David. Jesus would bring hope to the hopeless. Jesus would bring hope to Israel. He'll not only take the throne, but he will rule over all of Israel forever. Jesus would restore hope. God's covenant would be fulfilled. Gabriel continues, though, this kingdom will have no end. His kingdom will never end. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. This child, Jesus, will be son of God. And his birth, it doesn't, doesn't just bring hope to God's people. It doesn't just bring hope to Israel. His birth is going to bring hope to the entire world. This truly is a birth announcement like any other, isn't it? But what, what's Mary's response? I love it. How, how can this be? How can this be? Mary was ordinary. And on this day, she wasn't expecting extraordinary news, was she? How can this be? But this extraordinary news gets us to Christmas. This extraordinary news gets us to the manger so we can make it to Christmas then because God works in unexpected ways. God works in unexpected ways. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town called Galilee to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Mary, a teenager, a girl from a small town. She wasn't a princess. She wasn't a celebrity. She was anything but. God didn't choose a religious leader. He didn't choose the woman married to a priest. He chose Mary, the woman engaged to a carpenter. Mary was human in every way, yet God did the unexpected. So we can make it to Christmas then, 
because God's promise is made available to us. God's promise is for us. You, you don't have to be the holiest person. You don't have to be priestly. God's kingdom is not just for the holy, right? It's for the lowly. God's kingdom is getting bigger through this birth announcement. This birth, this birth announcement expands Jesus' kingdom to all of creation, to all of us. So we can make it to Christmas because we realize that nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age will also conceive a son, the angel says, for nothing will be impossible with God. Gabriel first came to Elizabeth and let her know that she would have a child even though she could never conceive, she would become pregnant. Then he showed up at Mary's house. How can this be, says Mary, since I'm a virgin? Nothing is impossible. Mary didn't just have to worry about ordinary things. Mary had to come to grips with preparing for this extraordinary life that God had put before her. And Mary asked, how is it possible and what does Gabriel respond with? Nothing is impossible with God. So do we, do we find hope in the impossible? Are we preparing for the extraordinary? Or are we entering to Christmas expecting the ordinary? I, I think I've said it over and over again. But this Christmas just seems different. This year just seems harder. This Advent season just seemed to walk us through more darkness and pain and hurt than normal. And we say, how, how can this be? How, how can we have everyone over for Christmas Eve? How can we celebrate Christmas in the middle of the grief, in the middle of the hard times? And what does Gabriel say? Nothing is impossible with God. Preparing for Christmas uh, is time-consuming. I mean, I spent, I think, like four hours wrapping gifts for little children last night. It, was, it was a, seemed like an eternity. But it's time-consuming. We start getting ready early on in the year, right? It gets earlier, November, we start preparing. We have our routines. We have our rituals. I uh, said I was going to eat in and out on Christmas Eve, and Sailor was like, hey, Dad, we normally eat chili on Christmas Eve. And I was, well, we can have chili for lunch. We'll have In-N-Out for dinner. Problem solved. But we, we know exactly who's coming to the house, right? We know exactly who's coming. And, but we also know exactly what's happened in the past. We know the heartbreaks we carry with us into the house. For some of us, it's that one time of year where we'd rather hit the skip button, right? And say, let's just jump past this. For others, everything feels right. I know I've enjoyed every morning just sitting there with my coffee, with the Christmas tree lit, thinking, this is so good. It's so good just to have that moment to focus each day in this Christmas season. But for each of us, though, whether we just want to hit the skip button or we're enjoying the coffee by the tree, this Christmas can be different. So we should have hope in the unexpected this Christmas. We shouldn't prepare for everything to go bad. 
but we should have great hope that this is going to be the best Christmas yet. So tomorrow morning, expect a king. Expect a king. Are you preparing for the birth of a king this Advent? Or are you baking cookies as normal? Who baked cookies for a king? Uh, all right, well. I, when I was, uh, I was browning the steak to put in my chili this morning, and I was pretty hyped. I was like, we're doing it. We're doing it for Jesus. Like, this is going to be a good chili. But I think for us, that's the, we want that excitement, right? We want to be expecting a king. But I, as a dad of young kids, I have, I think, three of them. You saw them up here. Um, this is an exciting time. It really is. It's an exciting time for the kids. They get all energized, probably more energy than they ever have had, actually. I mean, tonight's going to be wild. But the kids, the kids are expecting so much from Christmas, aren't they? Who's been there? Who's seen their grandkids? Seen their, yeah, the kids are expecting so much this Christmas. And no, it's not just about the gifts. It's not. They're excited for each and every detail. Excited for the chili. Excited about the people they get to see. Excited about the things they get to do. They're tracking everything. And their advent calendars actually walk them through each day. And every day they have, they each have their own advent calendar. They have an advent calendar on the wall. They mark off with a chalk pen. There's a whole bunch of advent preparation going on in the house. But each day they become a little bit more hopeful, right? They punch the box on the advent candle. They count how many days are left. And they get more and more excited to receive the king on Christmas morning. So what's happened to us? Anyone? What's happened to us? Weary? Weary? I, I mean, life has set in, right? Who's experienced all of life this year? I mean, life has set in. Maybe for some of us, even we hope is slowly lost. It gets hard. It's tough. We look at our kids and we say, hey, never grow up, right? You might, like, I remember when... Uh, Sailor went to middle school, I grabbed her by the shoulders, and it's like shook her, like, hey, don't, don't give in, right? Don't give in, just be yourself. But this Advent, we can make it different. We can. You have the ability to make this Advent different. Expect a king tomorrow morning. Make that meal tonight for a king, a king who has made all things right in the world, and a king who will continue to make all things right in the world. A king who came to this earth as a little baby, Jesus, for you and for me. A king who chose the lowly, the ordinary, to do extraordinary things. So prepare for the extraordinary. Have hope in the fact that God will restore your hearts this Advent. God chose Mary from a little town in Galilee. And God also chooses you. Expect God to do something extraordinary in your life. Be expectant. Be ready for it. Prepare for it. Have hope in that. Throughout all of your normal preparation, prepare your hearts to receive Jesus in an extraordinary way. I, I love what Mary said, right? Here I am. Here I am. 
So for you, you can say it. Just raise your hand and say, here I am, God. I'm ready for the extraordinary. Mary could have responded in a lot of different ways. I mean, we've heard the different ways you can respond, right? Oh, not this year, Gabriel. I don't know. Oh, man, like, it's just tough, right? It's hard to get in the right mindset. Mary cried even. How, how can this be? She had the reservations. But most importantly, she had hope. Mary, the one favored by God, willingly and openly chose Jesus, chose hope. She chose to have hope in God's unexpected plan for her life. And let me tell you, God has an unexpected plan for your life. There is that plan for your life that you're not expecting. And all you have to do is say, here I am. She chose to have hope in the extraordinary. Here I am, servant of the Lord. Here I am. So are you ready to place our hope then in this life-changing birth announcement? Are we ready to say, God, here I am. Here I am, this Advent, in the middle of the hard stuff, in the middle of the imperfections, in all of the chaos. I'm ready for Christmas. So as we finish up all of that final preparation, and you know, there might be a lot of preparation left, I don't know. In my house, there's still a lot of preparation. Last second Christmas card mailing, yeah, that's a thing. I think we have a stack of them on our dashboard. If you haven't got it yet, maybe by January 1st. Buying those last second Christmas presents for our wife. Uh, Amazon has like four hour delivery, which is awesome. But there's, there's so much to do, isn't there? But we're turning the final corner. We're turning that corner to Christmas. And we have the opportunity to say, let's make this Christmas different. Let's prepare our hearts for the extraordinary. Let's place our hope, peace, joy, and love firmly in the coming birth of Jesus Christ. The one who not only restores God's relationship with the world, but who is bringing about a new thing, who is bringing about God's kingdom here, now, and forevermore. The one who loves the lowly. The one who came not just for those who have it figured out, but the one who came for those who just can't seem to get it together. Let us say, here I am, God. Let it be according to your word. I'm ready for Christmas. Amen. We have a great opportunity as a church this Christmas to support the Presbyterian Church Christmas Joy Offering. We, we support four special offerings throughout the year. 
but this one is extra special. It goes towards pastors who have underfunded retirement accounts, and it helps them supplement their retirement accounts so they can live with dignity, dignity throughout the year. It also goes, half of it goes to underfunded retirement accounts, and the other half goes to our ethnic colleges around the country to make sure that there are scholarship opportunities available for kids to attend college. So this is a fantastic offering. If you feel so inclined to give, there are envelopes in your bulletin for it. There's also this uh, brochure so you can read more about it. But we give because we are a people who are richly blessed. We have a creator who has filled us with life and with purpose. We have a redeemer who walks with us a sustainer of the Holy Spirit who fills us with resurrection power. And it's out of that response that we bring our gifts, we bring our tithes, we bring our offerings, and we invite you to leave those gifts and the offering baskets at the back as you leave. If you're online, good morning online viewers, you can just hit that donate now button. But would you please now bow your heads in prayer with me. Heavenly Father, you give us so much. All that we give is in response to what we've been given from you, Lord. Let us bring our tithes and our offerings and leave them before you. Let us bring our time and say, here, here I am, Lord. Here I am, I'm ready. I'm ready for Christmas. We thank you for all of these gifts. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen.
Grace Notes. So good to have you here this morning, Pat. Wow, and it sounds like we have a future bell choir member out here. I heard some, uh, some loud applause. Uh, everyone is welcome in the bell choir. Uh, and when I say that, I mean it, right? Everyone's welcome in the bell choir. We would love to have you. Uh, if you're interested in the bell choir, come and talk with Pat. She would love to get you uh, set up with ringing. I know we have some people ringing a few parts. So, hey, why don't you say, why don't you let me help you ring that part? Is that the right terminology? Okay. Well, Grace, we have so much to be in prayer for today, I feel. We have um, Pastor Phil, our beloved Phil Sparkman, who sits in the back there, uh, who's in the hospital. He had uh, some health issues this past week and is in the hospital at Palomar. Uh, so we pray for uh, Phil, Kim, and the entire family. We pray for the medical staff attending to him. We pray for John Adams. John was moved to Kaiser and is doing better. I heard he was up and asked for a cheeseburger. Uh, so praise God for that. I said, uh, hey, let's get that guy a cheeseburger. So if you're going to visit John today, uh, sneak a cheeseburger in your bag for him. Um, actually, that's not a no medical opinion there. So I, um, <laughs> I saw Jimmy, and uh, Jimmy is doing so great. Uh, last time I saw Jimmy, he wasn't able to speak or walk. And um, when I saw Jimmy yesterday, he was walking around his house, uh, talking up a storm, and he was looking forward to uh, spending uh, Christmas Eve here with his church family. So uh, God is so good there. Yeah, there's, it was, uh, it seems like it's been one of those seasons where a lot of hard stuff has been happening in our church family and tough diagnosis and tough stuff going on. Uh, so it was uh, good to see Jimmy uh, recovering well at home. And we, we hear the prayer concerns. We read the prayer chain. God hears our prayers, even when they're not shared. And that is promised to each of us. So God, hear now our prayers. Eternal God, whose faithfulness endures from age to age, we pray knowing that you will not forsake us. You have come to us as a child born of Mary, full of promise and grace. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, this Holy One, Emmanuel, reveals forever the depth of your wisdom and the wonder of your salvation. As we commit our lives to him and learn of his will, we give you thanks for your manifold gifts, which embrace all of life. We pray that by your compassion, you will sustain the lonely, give hope to the despairing, and fill the faint-hearted with courage. Help us to comfort, help us to encourage, help us to strengthen others as we minister in Jesus' name. Make our very presence a source of solace. And the assistance we offer a means of succor. May your patience become an example to those who struggle for righteousness and await results. And may your sending the Prince of Peace be an incentive to all of us and all people who yearn for peace. Let your wisdom sustain all who worship you, providing counsel and guidance as your children mature in faith. Broaden our vision to behold how we may serve you more obediently amid the complexities of this world. 
Keep us attuned through our own study to your enduring revelation. Your salvation comes in an infant born of a woman. And we give thanks for Jesus Christ. Make us worthy to be called his disciples in all that we do. Let us now pray together the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Please stand now and join me in singing our closing hymn. I invite you to remain standing through the charge and benediction. And I also want to invite you to head out to the patio. So instead of going through the back doors, take a left-hand turn. Go grab a cup of coffee, grab a cookie, uh, share with your friends all that's going on in your life. Let us place our hope, peace, joy, and love firmly in the birth 
of Jesus Christ this Christmas. Go now and walk in the light of the Lord. Stay alert, for the Lord is near. Pray for peace for all of God's people. And may God clothe you with the light of Christ. May Christ Jesus teach us his ways. Go now in peace to love and serve the Lord. Amen. Thank you.